Rusty Quill presents. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Today is the last day of your life up until today. Time is relative. Time does not exist. Somewhere, the sun is rising. Here, it is the middle of the night. Welcome to the Advice and Community segment of Spirit Box Radio, with me, Sam Enfield. Welcome back, faithful listeners, to the first episode of the Spirit Box Radio Advice and Community segment for this new year, 2021. 
For those of you who don't know, I'm Sam Enfield, temporary host standing in for the illustrious psychic Madame Marie, who has been missing for, uh, some time. I'm not sure, but I am sure that she'll be back soon. As many of you well know, for the first episode of the year, we have a little tradition here at Spirit Box Radio where we cast a circle of good intent to welcome positive vibes into the studio. I've tried my best to recreate that, but I'm not entirely sure what I'm doing as I've only heard Madame Marie talk about it on the radio and I've not actually seen it in practice. What I've done is draw a large circle in chalk on the floor and written the Latin for good intent in the proper Latin alphabet seven times around the inside edge. Inside the letters, I've drawn another circle. And inside of that, I've drawn a beautiful pentagram, at the corners of which I've placed five candles. The studio smells just divine, and there's only been a little bit of mournful wailing, which is pretty good going in my experience. I've made up a small cup of my vegan alternative to the blood of the innocent, which you can find the recipe for on our forums, and I've splattered that across the centre of the circle. Since I've sat down and started talking to you, I've noticed a few pieces of paper sort of gently fluttering on the bookcases near the circle, and a leaf I must have brought in with me when I came into the studio has skittered down from the staircase onto the floor. (laughs) How peculiar! I thought perhaps we could talk today about New Year's resolutions. I know Madame Marie usually goes through the forums, emails, telegrams and PO box to find any resolutions you've sent in and inform you as to whether or not to bother with them. As I am not in fact a psychic, I don't see very much point in me covering this particular aspect of the tradition, but I do think that New Year's resolutions are a good thing to touch on. I took the time to go through everything we've been sent in and I've read through them all, faithful listeners. As you know, I've had a couple of mishaps before where I've ended up reading something on the air which really ought not to have been read, or might have better gone answered in a follow-up email or on the forums. After reading through everything, I've compiled a list of the most interesting resolutions we've been sent in for this year. Sarah writes in via email from Wyoming. Wow, it's so great to hear from faithful listeners across the pond. What time is it where you are? Sarah's resolution is to start to learn more household spells. I think that's a wonderful resolution, Sarah. Be sure to keep us and the forums up to date on your progress. John from London says his New Year's resolution is to escape the unending scrutiny of his toxic workplace. I think that's a great idea, John. Best of luck to you. Corey from Paris writes in that their New Year's resolution is to become a vigilante fighter. Well, Corey, we wish you the best of luck and hope it doesn't clash too much with your schoolwork. I'd also be remiss not to mention my own resolution, faithful listeners. That is to keep working on my tarot reading skills. I've progressed most of the way through ye old tarot reading for beginners and the last chapter mentioned something about crystal balls. It was actually really exciting. I'm looking forward to trying other kinds of psychic reading in the future, the crystal ball included. I've noticed that the crystal ball that Madame Marie keeps to the side of the desk changes colour a bit when I'm sitting next to it. The other day, I had a really good cup of tea and it turned from its regular swirling, moody violet into swirly, moody violet with a streak of lavender running through it, which seems to me like a pretty good sign. As it's New Year, I've actually been sorting through some of my old things and trying to put them in order. And before I came on air to chat with all of you faithful listeners, I started sorting the studio too. I was actually fairly surprised when I first came down here a few weeks ago about the state that things were in. It was like someone had ransacked the place! I mean, there was a semblance of organisation to it here and there, so I'm pretty sure nobody had actually ransacked the place. Books were, for the most part, on shelves, 
but there were feathers and bits of bones all over the place and a few shards of broken glass. The large cabinet that once held Madame Marie's collection of broken pairs of glasses was on its side. I've been keeping them in a box instead. I've decided it'll be another of my resolutions for 2021 to get the studio into a proper organised order. It would be nice to be able to find all the bits and pieces I need for casting spells if I were to have to actually start doing them properly without Madame Marie's supervision, which of course I haven't yet, except for, you know, the odd thing here and there and the New Year's resolution circle for good vibes today. But it's not magic, not really. I I have no particular skill in that regard, as you well know, and I have made very clear. We actually received a rather interesting letter this week in the P.O. box about keepsakes and organising things, about a book that the letter writer was unsure whether or not to keep. She tore a few pages out, she said, but the next time she opened the book, the torn out pages were still there. Laura actually stuffed the torn out pages in with her letter. Or at least I assume that's what they were. I'll share a few of them with you now, as they're fairly curious. Tara rested her finger on the switch at the kettle's base, leaning back to avoid the plumes of steam that billowed from its spout. She could hear her housemates moving around above her, getting ready for another night out on the town. It was only the third day since she'd been home, with a heavy cast on her leg, and it was already driving her mad. When it was made, she carried her mug of coffee carefully to the couch. But negotiating this single mug and a pair of crutches was proving very difficult indeed. She already had a large stain on the side of her jogging pants from where she poured scalding tea onto them not three hours earlier. Kim, Tara's housemate, clattered into the room in her six-inch heels, which made her just about average height. Sophie's already gone, she asked. Tara glanced around the room as though Sophie may be hiding under a throw pillow. Kim pouted in the mirror, blending purple and pink across her eyelids. I guess she already left. Must have, Tara agreed. There was a small black book on the arm of the couch, right in the spot where she normally rested her mug. It was bound like a paperback, but the cover was completely plain. The corners were battered and dog-eared. This yours, said Tara. No, as if, said Kim, barely glancing at it over her shoulder. Tara opened the book, hoping to find an inscription. The first few pages, which should have housed publication dates, dedications, or at the very least declared a title, were blank. When she finally found something inside to read, it made her frown. It said, the book was opened. The creature reared its head. You should come out, Kim complained, still inspecting her makeup in the mirror. Tara put her foot up on the table, wriggling her plaster-free toes. She frowned, but she said, Yeah, that sounds like a great plan, and pointed at the cast on her leg. Kim rolled her eyes. Tara sipped her coffee, still holding onto the book that was open in her lap. She stared at the words again. The book was opened. The creature reared its head. She wondered what it meant. The TV remote was all the way over on the other couch. Tara sighed and turned the page, discovering more words. The air was cool against its skin, said the book. The grass was whisper wet around its body as it lay flat against the ground, waiting. It had been called. 
Kim reappeared with a glass of wine and sat opposite Tara on the other couch. Tara closed the book over her finger and looked at Kim. Do you want some wine? Kim offered, gesturing at the glass. Tara rolled her eyes. Yeah, because what I really need right now is to be even more wobbly. With a sigh, Tara opened the book again. The words on the page that she had closed over her finger had changed. It breathed the night, it said. Feeling the earth beneath it. Time meant nothing to it. It only sensed the call. Often it came across sea or sky, through the ground and up onto the other side of it. This time, though, the call had come from nearby, from a place that it had visited before. Kim giggled and Tara peered up from the book with an eyebrow raised. Sorry, Tara. Kim sipped her wine. The taxi should be here by now, she said. She stood up and peered through the curtains out at the road. No sign of it. Kim sighed and slumped back onto the sofa. She took her phone out of her pocket. Tara looked back down at the book. She frowned. The words had changed again. Across the field, the darkness shifted to frame the face of a girl. The girl peered out, turning her head this way and that, frowning. She turned and peered over her shoulder and then let the curtains fall back into place. There were other windows in the house that were lit and uncovered. The creature stared. It felt the call again. Tara frowned. Are you okay? said Kim. Yeah, said Tara. I'm fine. But when she looked back at the book, the words had changed again. Now it said. The creature reached the edges of the grass, where it thinned into mud. The ground shook. The creature shied back indistinct and barely shimmering and a car stopped outside the house a bright light poured through the gap in the curtains tara looked up from the book the taxi's here said kim she slung her bag over her shoulder Are you sure you can't come tara bit her lip and toyed with the edges of the book i'm sure she said kim patted tara's head as she clacked past her in her high heels the front door opened and slammed shut Tara sipped her coffee and nestled deeper into the sofa. The words on the page now read, The road was still warm, baked by the now absent sun. The creature breathed exhaust fumes as it slithered from the grass and crouched beneath the growling engine. Nearby, a door opened and released new fumes, richer, sweeter. Fear, intrigue. The creature's lines trembled with hunger. Stiletto heels click-clacked, gait stuttering as the girl rummaged through her purse. The creature waited. She stopped altogether and turned. Click, 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 all the way back to the door, wrenching it open and calling inside. The front door opened with a bang and Tara squeaked with a fright. I forgot my phone, Kim called. The door slammed shut again. Tara's heart was racing now. She looked back down at the page. The girl yelled, forgot my phone. When the girl returned, the car rolled aside and the creature warped against the tepid earth. It knew the call was coming, but it had not yet been made. The girl sat with the book in her lap and she was getting closer to making it. Tara stopped reading. She heard the crunch of tyres on tarmac as the taxi drove away.
the light on the other side of the curtains shrank into nothing. Tara looked back at the book. The creature could see the sky. It didn't look at the stars. It stared at the place where the curtains had parted. It could taste the call in the girl's dark mind. It curled and tugged to break free. Tara stopped reading again, her stomach turning. She stared at the curtains. She grabbed her crutches and heaved herself onto her good foot. It was only a book. She knew she was being stupid. She just had to check. When she reached the window, she peered out through the curtains. She squinted, pressing her face right to the glass. She couldn't see anything in the washed-out glow of the street lamps. Tara sank back onto the couch. She didn't want to pick the book up again. Whether she admitted it to herself or not, she was scared. She took a gulp of her coffee and swallowed it, feeling the hot liquid trickle through her body. It couldn't be real. It had to be a coincidence. She opened the book again, skipping through pages and pages and finding nothing until she got to the middle. This time, the words said, the girl's face appeared in the window. The creature stared at her. It watched her eyes dart back and forth across the empty road. It curled and peered up at her from right beneath the window ledge. Its almost mouth twisted into a shapeless, almost smile. Tara slammed the book shut, her heart thumping in her chest. She squeezed her eyes shut for a moment and got back up to her feet. She didn't bother with the crutches that time, hopping instead and dragging her broken foot behind her. She couldn't muster the courage to peel back the curtains for a good while. She could taste the sweat on her upper lip. But she had to know, she had to see. She pulled the curtain back and there was nothing there. Well, nothing but the petunias. With a gulp, Tara looked up and down the street again. Once more, it was completely empty. She released a shuddery breath and let the curtain fall back into place. Tara hobbled herself back to the kitchen and poured herself a glass of wine. She leaned against the counter, gaze fixed alternately on the blue patterned curtains and the beaten up cover of the book on the couch. She sipped her drink, rolling the liquid around her tongue. She was just being stupid, just working herself up over nothing. The story wasn't real, it couldn't be. The book was old and clearly well read. Someone had sat down and put those words down onto that paper long before it had ever been in Tara's hands. It only seemed like it was narrating her life back to her. She gulped the rest of her wine in one. She was being stupid. She went and sat back down, grabbing the TV remote from the arm of the other couch and turned on the news. She glanced across the couch and saw the book was open, lying face down on the coffee table. She was sure she'd left it on the couch. She was certain. She peered around the room. Sophie, she called. Maybe Sophie hadn't left yet after all. Reluctantly, Tara reached forward for the book. She peered down at the page that it was open on. The girl reached again for the book. It moved fast. She had called it. There was a small window open right beside the one where the girl had looked out of. The creature shifted through it, its not body undulating to fit through the gap. The tiles of the bathroom floor were cool beneath it. It had come. The girl was looking. She could not see it behind the couch. The girl was a fool. 
she was afraid. It felt her gaze upon the core and slipped out towards her. It was not time yet. She was afraid, but not afraid enough. Suspecting the truth was enough for it to find her, but it could not take her until she had seen. It could not take her before she knew. No! Tara barked, and she threw the book across the couch. She was too afraid to look anywhere but at its pages, crumpled against the pillows. She couldn't lift her head. She could barely force herself to blink. She was aware of the rest of the room, but she refused to see it. She would not. There was a crash in the kitchen, and Tara flinched, closing her eyes for the briefest of moments. You read the book's front cover, listening now. Tara squealed and covered her face with her hands. She could hear something moving against the cloth. She could feel something hot at the back of her neck. Faithful listener. The cover of the book had changed. It said, Turn around. Spirit Box Radio is distributed by Hanging Saw Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. The show was created, directed and produced by me, Nada Major, the voice of Sam Enfield. Music is by Maybe Wednesday. Find us on Twitter at Spirit Box Radio or tweet the slots at Hanging Slots. You can find out more at hangingsawstudios.wordpress.com where you'll also find transcripts of all of our episodes. You can support the show at patreon.com forward slash hanging studios and in exchange you'll get access to lots of cool behind the scenes content. Spirit Box Radio is recorded in front of a dead studio audience. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. 
But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.